Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on Stage, and I'm joined, as always, by my husband and co-host. The Kev on Stage. And we haven't had a guest in a while. In a very much longer. not true at all. We just had a guest. Yeah, we're absolutely wrong, but that's okay. We didn't film it, so it feels longer <laughs> feels like than, a long time. than it actually was. Disregard. Disregard, uh, guess. Today, we do have a couple with us that were featured on the very first, quite possibly only, uh, Love yeah. Hour Conference. Oh, and that is none other than Michael and Amanda Pittman. Michael and Amanda. That's M I C H A E L. That's A M A N D A. Yes. <laughs> Y'all get confused. What a P. Pittman with a P. Pittman with a P. Two T's. One man. Two T's. And you guys were actually a guest favorite. I feel like our the people that watch the Love Hour conference, I receive, like, obviously you receive commentary on everybody, but you guys were definitely one of the ones that they were like. I actually just got an email from somebody, like, maybe two or three weeks ago and was like, hi, Michael doesn't have the finance class that he offered, which, do you have it anymore? I, I do. Um, and if... I, I haven't made it like I made it like very public for your audience. Oh, and so I and and I told people that they had seventy two hours, and then <laughs> I guess they thought I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you what people don't. <laughs> but 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 if they want, because people have been like blowing me up about it, um, I'll I'll probably just let me know when this opens, and then I'll I'll open it up you again for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, they definitely, and I want to say this was in like the last week or two, and I went on your page and I couldn't find it. And I was like, girl, I recommend emailing him directly. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone, girl. Listen, I didn't want to play no go-between and I respect when people have boundaries. If you say 72 hours and listen, it's October. That was in (laughs) July. (laughs) Your 72 hours, been gone, been, been gone, a couple times over, okay? That was like Uh, 72 days ago. Right. Right. So I'm just, you know, I was like, you might want to contact him directly. Here's his profile. Um, So I don't know if she did, but, or he, I don't even remember which one it was. But anyways, that definitely happened not that long ago. So we have been kind of playing phone tag in a way that's not phone tag at all. It's more like email and DM tag with um, Michael and Amanda about being guests on the podcast. And so I'm so excited that we were able to get this done. So we're just going to like, you know, I feel like the audience always really enjoys conversations that we have with couples that's just like, Couple conversation. That's probably what I should call it. Anyway, couple conversation. Kevin Liss and the Pitmans. Yeah, I feel like those are some of people's like favorite episodes. The episode that we did with Tab and Chance, even the episode we did with Farron and um, to here is a. It's actually a really high episode in terms of viewership, and we just talk about your love story. Of course, we're going to talk about the uh, string and kite dynamic because that's always really interesting. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about motherhood. We're going to talk about fatherhood we're going to talk about married we're going to talk about all the things all yeah. <laughs> okay so you ready all right so ready. amanda and michael to start off can you guys just briefly tell us who you guys are how you guys met how long you guys been married how many cheering you got you know all the little like yeah. get to know you questions Okay, so I'll start with where we're at now, and then you can backtrack and tell the story of how we met because you're a good storyteller. Okay, let's do it. So right now we have children, um, and we own a business. 
And um, it's a marketing company. And my husband also does uh, finance and teaches finance. And uh, I own a brand called Confident Woman Co. where we equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. And that's what we're focused on in this season. Um, Just being a great family and focusing on our businesses. So that's what, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. So we actually met, we've been married now going on seven years. Oh wow! So we look like we are in high school, but you know, we <laughs> got, some- got some young faces. When you said <laughs> seven, I definitely did the math and I was like, so they're either older than I thought they're 11 years or old. <laughs> they got, got married, married at 12. It wasn't 12, but um, it was in college. It was in college. Okay, so tell us how old you guys were, right? Because we were too. Oh, yay. So we got married. I was 21, and Amanda was 20. I was 20. I couldn't even. Oh, same. Same, guys. Same. Same, (laughs) seeds. Yeah, totally the same. That's awesome. So we, um, yeah, so we met in college our sophomore year, and I mean, it was in a random art of acting theater class. So 8 a.m. 8 a.m. So my bachelor's degree is in engineering. Amanda's degree is in music education. So there was no way for us to really pass. I saw him around, though, but we never really crossed paths. You know, so um, let's just say God had a different plan. He will make a way. Yes. Yes. In that 8 a.m. theater class, I remember going around. My name is Michael. So-and-so is so-and-so. So. so, and I heard my name's Amanda, and I said, "Where is that beautiful voice coming from?" Oh. And, I, and, I, and I looked over, and I said, "Thank the Lord! I, <laughs> I praise God for His mercy and everlasting." So he, uh, so we were friends for that semester, my sophomore year of uh, college. I was pledging a fraternity at that time, so I could not like even be seen out with women or like um, enjoying anything of pleasure at all. Uh, but after I pledged and crossed, we um, what did became... you pledge? Because you didn't say the fraternity, Alpha Alpha Phi. Oh, okay, and then yeah, that's important. We need to know these details. Oh, absolutely. you'll know that I'm all about the details in the story. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, love, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, I, I pledged the fraternity, and I pledged. I, I crossed in about October. Um, oh and then he gosh. started hugging me after that. What's, what's today's date? October 20th? Was that? Yep. 20th. <laughs> I crossed, wow, this day. Oh, wow. Um, 28 years ago. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So um, then after that, I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm out here. And I saw Amanda. <laughs> and then I would get hugs. She would get hugs. Because he didn't touch me before that, you know? I mean, I guess he had rules and stuff. Yeah, but. I don't know. But, like, they would be the best hugs. Oh, they were. They were. (laughs) They were. They were. They were great hugs. And so, um, (laughs) and and we were just friends at that time. But it was just like, let me just show you what, what, how a real man hugs, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and, and, and it was crazy because, like, in December of that semester, I basically saw Amanda in the cafeteria. And I was like, hey, we never crossed paths like beforehand, but we gonna make sure we cross paths. He was so serious about it. He came <laughs> up to me and I didn't know where about this, but he was like, we have to stay friends. Straight like up. it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is like, so this must, this is yeah. after the, the theater class Nothing. ended? Yes. yes. So this was, theater class was from August until December. And so okay. it was after that. Okay. I pledged in October. 
were right in between. So yeah, okay. and so he was really, really serious about it. That's when I thought, like, well, maybe there's something there, you know. So he was like, well, before this, we didn't talk. We have to stay friends. I was like, oh, okay. He's, he's like, no, I'm serious. We have to stay friends. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, there it is. So I then she left, and I didn't give her my number. And then yeah. I was like, man, like we're I'm going home for winter break tomorrow. But if I see her again on campus, it wasn't a small campus, it was a pretty big campus. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Uh, MU, Southern Methodist University. In Dallas. In oh, Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, the, yeah, yes, absolutely. SMU Mustang. Five and oh, yeah. five and oh, uh, and top 25 team in the country. Just so, um, <laughs> we had, uh, so I saw, happened to see her. Across the field, it, it, it like, wasn't like we crossed paths. It was like he was all the way down there. I don't even that, know how he saw that. Me. Looks like a short, light-skinned woman. I'll take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, there weren't a lot of black people on campus. So there weren't. That, there that helps. Weren't. So, yeah. um, and then she was hanging out with some other dude, and I was yeah, just, he didn't <laughs> care. I was literally with some other dude that was somewhat interested in me. Yeah, but he literally asked my, for my number in front of him. He ran across. Wow! Campus. All the way across. He literally ran he sprinted and he was like amanda i need to get your number and he asked for it right in front of the other guy did you yeah. give yeah. your number to him in front of the other man oh yeah oh yes oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay, well, okay this other man is he okay <laughs> has anybody checked on him i think he's okay nobody think... has checked on him <laughs> i mean okay okay yeah and so then we dated. So that was in December. Okay. Then we started talking um, and started dating in January. Okay. Was engaged the following December and then got married the following June. So we were together a year and a half. Before that, we I knew it. When you said you guys got married at 20 and 21 and when you started this story, I was like, they didn't they didn't date that long or they didn't engage that long. Right. Yeah. Because we was trying to live holy for the we Lord. Were. Hey, better but, married than to burn. <laughs> and yes, absolutely. I felt like I was on fire for 18 months. So yeah. I, uh, in those jeans. See how we got married. <laughs> we made it. Was your family, oh, because our family, uh, well, my family wasn't so keen on us getting married in college. They wanted me to wait. Your family wasn't really tripping, though. No, mine wasn't tripping. Uh, was your, was you guys' family, uh, okay with it or were they like, nah, y'all should wait? I think that with Michael's family, like his parents also got married young in and, college and they also trusted Michael a lot. Like he didn't bring a lot of women around. So mm. he was like, he's really serious about this one with my parents. My parents loved Michael. They hated all the other guys I brought around, but they loved Michael. <laughs> but they were just like, just finish college first, just mm -hmm. finish college first. And I was like, well, I really want to marry him now. You know? <laughs> But, 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 but we no, said, but I, now I set it up strategically because yeah. uh, I'm a very analytical person. And so uh -huh. I'm thinking to myself, how can I set up all the things to where it's a slam dunk? So did. Um, what I actually did was in college, I was an RA, I was a resident assistant uh -huh. and I worked it out to where in the year we would get married, I could switch being a resident assistant in an all freshman dorm to resident assistant in like a grad school um, dormitory that was a style. So the sales pitch is, hey, dad, Amanda's dad, um, what, what would be great about us getting married is that 
Amanda graduates a year before me. So she'll be making a full-time salary <clears throat> while living with me. And we're in this grad school dorm. So we don't living have- for free. Living for free. We have no rent, no water bill, no electric bill, no internet bill, no nothing. We eat at the cafeteria, food hall, absolutely free. So it's gonna be just an amazing year to set us up for the future because we'll be living for free. And the man that's gonna be making full-time money. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. Listen, that's a solid presentation. That is a solid Listen, I know some of your concerns. Money, yeah. housing, rent. Don't worry about that. She has money. I have housing, rent, and food. We're yeah. taking yeah. care of Absolutely. It was a good setup. And then on the exact same day, that Michael asked my dad for my hand in marriage, he came back and proposed to me the exact same day. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to. I didn't want anybody to change their mind. So I just. <laughs> so we. So we had lunch, and then um, on YouTube, like on our YouTube channel, like Michael and Amanda Pittman, the proposal, and we did YouTube videos, relationship YouTube videos, and I and we. We're doing a YouTube video, like how we always do. But I don't even remember what the topic was on. Like it was just like a topic, but it was a cover up because I didn't know it was coming. Sure. And then sure. I pro and then I proposed to her live right on the Aww. YouTube video. Just, yeah. So it was um it was great. And <laughs> I think our parents were like, Whoa, that was quick. And yeah, I my said, parents didn't know. So that, that was, was a gonna huge be that day. Talk. Yeah. yeah, my parents had to like take a couple weeks to like that because they didn't know he was going to propose that day. I got the yes. So, I mean, <laughs> I was just like, what else do we need? I mean, they still they love him, love him. And, it's, you know, we have yeah. we have an excellent relationship with one another's like in love. So we do. That's good. That's awesome. I think that there is before I go into that, actually, I think that we should take a break to hear from the Love Hour podcast sponsors. Don't forget that supporting our sponsors is supporting the Love Hour podcast. And we always appreciate you guys clicking the link, buying the things, using our code because it just shows <laughs> support not only to us, but um, to our sponsors as well. So let's hear from them. All right. Today, we want to tell you about Magic Spoon. Listen, Magic Spoon is the adult cereal. Yes. It is what your inner kid wants, but it satisfies the mental nutritional things that you know you need as an adult. It's as if both of those worlds became one and had a baby, that baby would be Magic Spoon. That's a great explanation of that cereal you liked it yes because it's healthy but you also be like mm, this is delicioso yeah it has really great uh flavors from cocoa to fruity to frosted and blueberry mm. it tastes really really great mm. and again for the adult in you it's keto friendly yeah. it's gluten free yeah. grain free yeah. soy free yeah. low carb yeah. and gmo free Not spoon, you have everything we need it is a variety. Well, we have the variety pack, which is all of those which you love because it gives you the options to satisfy. Again, the inner kid in you that you like, girl, I want frosted today. Yeah. No, I want fruity. I don't care no, I want 40. chocolate. No. I want chocolate cereal. No. And I want it to be healthy. And Maddox Spoon, you do that for me. There's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serve. Yes. Beer. It is quite literally magical. 
And that's why they're the Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash love to grab love. your variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code love at checkout love. to get free shipping. Oh, oh, and love. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with 100% a happiness guarantee. Uh, so if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Yeah. That's magicspoon.com slash love. Love. And use code love for free shipping. Love. Thanks so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the podcast and satisfying the inner kid in me okay and we are back. back so one of the i have two things to say thing number one michael it seems that you knew and what's funny is that i feel like kevin knew as well uh-huh. mm-hmm. i think that there is something to be said about a man that knows were you so confident and sure amanda as well yeah, I, I I mean, he was the only guy who treated me the way he did. Um, he was really respectful and he loved the Lord and I was attracted to him, you know, and we had just really good vibes, like really good energy. Um, we meshed. And so I was like, I don't know if I could land this one again. So it's it was just pretty much I knew. And also he before we even started dating, he said the next date is going to be my wife. So the moment we started dating, I was like, guess I'm his wife. So um, I think that that gave me a lot of confidence in it. Yeah, he was really, really intentional. You can tell that you're very intentional even in like this conversation and to the idea that you guys meshing really well together, even the way you guys storytell is very in unison. Interwoven. Yeah, go ahead and finish your thought, Michael. Oh, what I was just saying is that, yeah, I think that for me, I was privileged. I tell people all the time as a black man, I was born really on second base, stealing third, not because we grew up with a lot of money or anything like that, because we didn't, but simply because I had a black mom, black dad who got married young, loved the Lord, loved each other. They've been married for 26 years, 27 years. I can't remember how many years now. And it's just, for me, marriage and commitment was not scary because I had already seen it. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I could impose on anyone else because you can choose a lot of things in life, but you choose who your parents are. So that was, that's only by, by God's grace. So for me, I thought to myself, I've always heard kind of two different theories. There is the get young early and grow up together get married or get married sorry get married young Mm -hmm. Uh and grow up Uh together or you know establish yourselves and maybe some of the hurdles financially just in the immaturity of life you face in your younger 20s you get married older and that stuff is kind of out of the way but you're a little bit more independent at that time and it takes a little bit more work to come together so I was totally familiar with with both sides of the coin I think that I, I just thought to myself, okay, well, if we get married young and start a family young, then by the time we get to our 40s, it's my parents got married when they were about our age, and they've been empty nesters since they were like 43. And it's, so, I mean, me and Melissa are closing in on that right about. <laughs> and I don't know if the boys, I don't think they my boys gonna leave the house, but they ain't leaving our the main job is done. I know that. <laughs> We should be about 43. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Isaiah is in fourth grade or ninth grade. So he got four years left, three years after this. That's crazy. And then Joe yeah. going to have five. 
and we're 37. We about 42, yeah. 43. Yeah, that's about right. And, yeah. and I feel like, and just think about how much more life. Listen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, get them kids. Y'all don't have to go on vacation with us no more. We finna go to all the places that we took y'all, and y'all yeah. made it suck. We're finna go and do it again. <laughs> y'all gone Spain. <laughs> we get a meal. Can we go back to the hotel? It is no way they. I don't like. I don't like the Spanish food. And can you? We need a. We need a do over. Yeah. So, so plus, all the doggone years we couldn't do nothing when they were young. The thing I was about to say, when you're young though, you're also broke. Okay, so we wasn't doing nothing anyways with raising them kids. But we couldn't even go to the doggone movies with them. No, because we needed to be at the house buying a, a blockbuster movie. <laughs> <laughs> buying a blockbuster. <laughs> I do have a question for you guys. So you guys are. You said that you guys had a YouTube channel, uh -huh. even when you guys were dating. I always think back, and I'll let you guys give your perspective on this. I think back to when Kevin and I were teaching marriage enrichment at our church when we were very newly, very newly married. And I think to myself, as much as I thought I knew, Man. Chad, you really knew nothing. Okay. I feel like only time really teaches you. And, and that's not to say there's not really great wisdom that you can offer at very newly married or at a young age that you absolutely can. But I believe that that wisdom is very secondhand, meaning it's either been what you've read or what you've been taught and not what you've experienced. And so what sure. I teach from today is from experience. Those, yeah. what, those revelations are conversations I've had with myself. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit different. And so my question, do you guys still do like marriage ministry stuff? And then do, have you ever gone back and looked at those videos and be like, girl, if you knew then what I know now, <laughs> you probably would have shut up. So I would say um, we, we don't do as many relationship videos anymore because I feel like our life kind of works in various phases yeah. where it's in this season on relationships. Fourth season, we were focused on ministry. Now we're focused on entrepreneurship and family. And so we <clears throat> have integrated those things within our YouTube channel, but that audience was really built then for the content we were producing at that time. I really appreciate what you said when it comes to like what you say now may be based off of what you've read or what you've heard. Yeah, and then there's like, a different type of experience. teaching anointing that comes with talking through what you've experienced. Absolutely. It's interesting though, because I think that for us, it, at, at sometimes we probably came off a little bit more authoritative than we should have been. But in many times it was like, Hey, just trying to figure this out. Yeah, we're taking you along the ride with us, you know, uh -huh. kind of just yeah. figuring our journey, what we're learning and working for us. And yep. yeah, I think during the time, the motivation behind it was we didn't see anybody trying to date anywhere, like especially the campus we were on. It was very much so like party culture, hookup culture, like At Southern us. Methodist University. Oh, oh yeah. The, the Methodist just owned the land, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and you guys in Dallas, Texas? Yeah. Southern Met that sound like Mississippi. The SMU. Y'all wasn't doing none of that Methodist, huh? <laughs> <laughs> mm. ah. Yeah. And, and, and so we didn't see anybody doing it that sure. way. And it, it just wasn't part of the culture. It was so countercultural that he and I were even in 
on campus that we made it into the school newspaper because people thought we were like unicorns. Like, oh my gosh, wow. they're getting married on you know campus. We did? Front, you know? made it into the newspaper? Yes. For what? For you being know? married. They're like married couple students in theater. Remember when I was doing Macbeth? They did a little <laughs> profile on it. You don't remember this? I do not. Okay, guys, we made it into the oh. UW school newspaper because it was like, y'all married in college? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's Why? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy. So I think that the yeah. I think that it well it, this is something that's like applicable to even like business and entrepreneurship. In uh -huh. fact, I was well, and them. you segue us there because I know you guys are also doing entrepreneurship. So I definitely want to talk about how that how entrepreneurship as a whole affects and impacts your relationship. But continue your thought. Okay, cool. So like for instance, somebody let's say somebody wants to to start a business. They have an uh -huh. area of passion. Maybe they don't have an audience though, or maybe mm -hmm. you know they're they're interested in a particular topic like money or finance, but they don't. They're natural advisor, or they've never sat down and coached anyone. It's like, how can I take this passion and couple it with my pursuit of entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. And the there are really three approaches. You know, there is one that they wouldn't take, which is the expert approach. So if somebody was interested in personal finance, Dave Ramsey is an expert. You know, he's built this. Oh, I've company. seen your post on this. Continue. Yes. So, you know, Dave Ramsey is a, a big expert in personal finance. And so he can speak from the standpoint of an expert. Uh-huh. Guru approach. Then there is the guide approach to where you basically associate yourself with a lot of people who are in that space and you basically take the nuggets of information that they learn and then you can compile it into something that you can market and sell to others. So the most famous guy there was is Oprah. What was she a guru in? Nothing really, but she interviewed a lot of successful people. It just kind of happens that by osmosis, she becomes a guru in this in multiple spaces and she has influence uh, it's because she took the guide approach and she said hey i'm your guide i'm gonna walk you you know and have you meet all of these different people and have them give their perspectives i believe there's like a book chicken soup for the soul and mm -hmm. others that are literally just interviews with successful people and then you put them together and then boom you don't even have to be a guru you just sell it as a guide and then there is also the anti-guru approach okay so um, this was something that I didn't post on Instagram. There's some, you know, uh, some for your Patreon. Extra, audience. Hey, Patreon exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> little, little, little special. So um, the anti-guru approach is basically, um, let's say that I remember whenever I was in college, I worked for like a multi-level marketing company okay. and I was paid 10.99 and I didn't know anything about taxes. And yep. so I didn't paid no taxes because I was just like I'm in college like that this doesn't matter yeah <laughs> and, uh, it does for uh, all of those listening <laughs> <laughs> and then uh two years later I got a letter from Uncle Sam uh that made me cry so yes. um I could take that and I could be a a, a a history teacher a psychologist but I could say hey listen um you know if you are interested in entrepreneurship um, I worked with a CPA. I owed a ton of money to the IRS, but I worked with a CPA. They taught me some tricks and tips on how to get that bill down. And they taught me what to do for the next time. And I put it all in the book for you. So that, that way you don't make the same mistakes I made. Sure. That's sure. the 
that's the anti-guru approach. You can oh. sell that. And so when when me no, and bring it back around. Yep. And so when me and Amanda yes. were talking about relationships and stuff that we learned in premarital counseling class or whatever from a book like Purpose Driven Life, it, it wasn't from the guru approach sure. or, or it was somewhat from the God approach, but it was really like the we really wish that we would have done this better. And so here's what we've learned from other and we hope that this helps you too. And that's still just as impactful as if we were, you know, self-proclaimed gurus on the internet. So I hope yeah. that kind of helps. And I, it did. I actually thought that that was, first of all, a phenomenal explanation. Mm -hmm. And um, you, uh, you've put titles on things. It helped me because I'm, what? No, I, I know what you're about to say, but oh, go ahead. I'm very often, and it's very easy to discount yourself I'm talking right. to you, yourself would be me. Uh, <laughs> you don't have the education and the three letters behind your yep. name or the formal certification or the training or whatever have you. And what you're essentially saying is that there's value in whatever, however you package the information that you have, there's value in that. Yep. Right. Totally. Yeah. I would say that you can move into different phases over time sure. so while you may not be a guru today if you take the anti-guru approach well then over time you're learning all this information and then you say man let me get some of this information i'm learning from these guides and, and then kind of take the guide approach and then let me implement some of this information for myself wow this worked for me that worked for me now I, I, i'm at the point of authority not only because i've been talking about it for a long time but because i've gotten the results now i can help other people get the results. And so I just recommend for people like, don't let, you know, because you don't have a PhD or an MBA or whatever, stop you from getting started in reality. Nobody knew whenever I was helping them with their personal finances that my degree was in engineering. They didn't care because the results that I was able to generate for other people and how I was able to help other people um, ultimately became my credentials. Yeah, and I'll also That's add good. this. I think that, well, at least for me, for a long period of my life, I discounted myself because of my age. Mm -hmm. I've always been the youngest, you know? Mm -hmm. I was the, the younger sister, always, always a, a grade ahead in school. So I was younger than everybody else was getting their driver's license. I wasn't yet. And so I always had this mentality of, you know, who wants to hear from me? I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. And one thing that really shifted my perspective that, that Michael really instilled in my mind is that if you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm -hmm. And if you if you if if you're good enough, you're old enough. If you can get people the results or if you could take the anti-guru approach or whatever it is, it, it's still valuable. Um there's a scripture that says don't let people look down on you because you're young, but set an example. Yeah, they're both. See, um, and I think it's yes, I think ah. it's incredibly important. <laughs> young people because we're young you know right now i'm we're both 27 he's about to turn 28 and um we're just in this, this oh we're, we're, yeah y'all 27 wait you didn't yeah. do math yet you know i can't do math Shut in my head i've been doing calculations this whole time <laughs> as a baby what y'all right. doing outside your mom don't know where y'all at <laughs> tell your mom where y'all at right now and go to bed yeah <laughs> i promise and you so i did that math yeah, and so, you know, we've always- Wait, y'all was born in the 90s? <laughs> 92, yeah. baby. 92? Yeah. The LA riots were already happening. You was just un bebe. 
<laughs> that's, so that's hilarious and yeah. so we get that reaction a lot like you guys are babies you're young and i think that if we had let that stop us then we wouldn't mm. be where we are today owning our own company uh. having our own employees if we would have said we're too young y'all got employees yeah. yeah 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 we do yeah, yeah. and absolutely. so it's 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 just the mentality of you know what i'm not gonna let anything stop me because even if we were older we could use the same excuse for too old. Um, some people, are, when I was young, I used to think older always meant smarter and more mature. Some people are just literally older. Right. They have learned nothing. Right. They are making the same mistakes they made in their 20s and their 40s. And I was like, oh, actually, you're not better or smarter. You're just 45. Right. That's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't learn anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I can I mention something? Yeah. Mention it. I, I want to not to preach, but let me just like it's okay. A, I got the tambourine do a little ready. something. Tambourine's touch, ready. Touch a little. So there's a scripture in the Bible uh -huh. where a young man comes to Jesus and says, "Jesus, I want to follow you." And Jesus says, um, "Um, yeah, come on." And the man says, "Well, first let me go bury my father." And Jesus says. Anybody who ain't ready to rock and roll with me right now, they ain't fit for oh, this. This is the message version, right? Right, right. This is my favorite version, though. Yeah, the so, if you ain't ready to rock with listen. your boy right now, then don't even be talking to me because don't add big Yo. JC because you want to rock with them dead people, be with the dead. Listen, right, right. Get and the right Amplify talk to you just up. like that. And Jesus said. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, <laughs> first of all, Jesus was like, first of all, verily, 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 verily is basically first of all. First of all, <laughs> it's your boy barely, Big barely JC, cuz don't at me, Bob. That's Flip this so table true, on the dead homie, cuz on Moses, cuz I fired everybody. Barely, barely is first of all. Verily, verily, cuz I say unto you, it could be whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people are looking like, you say that to me, then am I looking at anybody else? Right here in the blue. Um, so one of the things that people, when people read that scripture at first, they're like, man, Jesus is so harsh. Like he didn't have to do him like, I just wants to bury his father. But one of the things that people don't realize in that scripture is that the guy never says that his father is dead. Uh -huh. And so the guy's father could 60 years old, 55 years old. And the guy's father could have been alive for another 25, 30 more years. Okay, then I'll do it. And so then you realize, okay, well, if you wait until your father dies and buries him, well, then by that time, it's like, well, okay, well, then now let me get my, my kids through college, you know, and, yeah. then, and then I'll follow. Or, or, or let me let me add a little bit more to 1K. Or let, Jesus is like, no, like, tomorrow is not guaranteed to you. Yeah. And so what people need to realize is that there's always going to be an excuse. Let me bury my father. Let me wait until this. Let me wait until that. There is never going to be a perfect time to do anything. <clears throat> going to be the perfect age. There's never going to be like a moment so where you're like, I am at this I point in time in my life. Now I go. In fact, I would even say that doing things in in opportune times, you actually grow. like you you actually grow. You become and you become who you're supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. Like I remember for a man and I when we got started, it was because I got fired from my job unexpectedly, and 
it was like, okay, well now- Didn't we celebrate? We did celebrate <laughs> because, um, and then I cried. <laughs> we, we celebrated. Michael's lying. That's Kevin. Nah, yeah, you don't yeah. cry. I've, I, I've, I've seen him cry once. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not super emotional, but like <laughs> the, the, it was like, okay, if entrepreneurship doesn't work for us now, like we don't eat. So we need, well, we do eat because we want food stamps, but you know, it's just, it's just. It Y'all was on the state? We were on the state, baby. We Listen, like, man, you got to keep some friends around that's on the state. That's how the barbecues be lit. <laughs> you get all the choice cuts of meat. We had, back in Washington, we had a good amount of friends on the state. We had the best barbecue, all yeah. the choice of cuts. <laughs> yes. we, were, uh, we were eating good. We were I, eating good. I, I, I did not know what it, to be on the state and then I got the letter in the mail and I was like they're giving me $565 a month to buy whatever I want from the grocery store I was because of you know the whole taxing I was like is this going to be taxed Am I gonna get another <laughs> but um we learned and I and I say that to say that whenever we started entrepreneurship it wasn't in an ideal time but it was the best time because it was like we have to work. We have to grow. We can't get comfortable. I don't have a nest egg over here to where I don't have a plan B or a fallback sure. plan or anything. Like it has to work. Yeah. And I think that that's what's given us the ability to accelerate as fast as we have. Listen, that. Oh, go ahead, Amanda. Yeah, I was just saying that's what gave us the grind that it took. It even when we got to the point where we're saying, okay, we don't even want to depend on anything or anyone, and we. We're throwing away our, our food stamps card. That's when our income doubled the next Hold month. Hold on. It next month. Yeah. Y'all threw away the card? Hold on. Do you, yeah, do, we do, said do. we're not going to have a safety net. We're not going to depend on anybody else. We've had just like a, 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 a losing mentality. Like we're playing to not lose, but we weren't playing to win. And you know, they and say so, you play to win the game. You play. Hello. You play. Hold on yeah. one second, guys. I want to get back to the store, but before that, let's take a quick break. You know, because COVID sucks balls, our family won't be together for holidays this year. And you know what? That sucks. It does suck. No swallow. But I found a way to bring us all together safely. A hand-painted compilation portrait from Paint Your Life. And it makes the perfect gift. Listen, I love pictures. You do. I love painting. I've got a whole art wall right behind me. And we have our painter lives. I got one of me and Melissa. I got one of me and the boys. I got one of McKinley. the one with us and the girls is from Paint Your Life. Yes. And it's always up in my office. It's up right now. And it's always going to have a place there. And because I like getting a professional hand painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. You can send any picture of yourself, your children, your family, special place or your cherished pet, a dog, a cat, a little rat. Or you combine those photos into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. You can order a custom-made hand-painting portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. A meaningful personal gift that can be cherished forever. Right now at PaintYourLife.com. There's no risk. If you don't love your final painting, the money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off your painting with the code. 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word OUR to 64,000. That's OUR 
to 64,000. Once again, text OUR to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. And now we want to tell you about Honey because, listen, Honey, I am doing all of the online shopping there is imaginable. Uh, no one's going to the stores. Stores are actually overrated. The mall ain't even open over here. The mall ain't even open over here, but that does not mean you can't get your shopping on. And this year, they are predicting that Black Friday online sales will be record-breaking. And what that really? means, yes. And what that means is you need to also be thinking about the money that you can save while you're pulling out your credit card and shopping. And Honey can do that. They are today's sponsor. I use them for a lot, if not all of my home decor um, shopping that I do, whether that's through Target or Macy's or West Elm. I've used them for West Elm and like CB2. Um, you just uh, download Honey as an extension on your computer. And when you go to the site, they'll apply any coupons that are available. They automatically check if it is the highest coupon. They say, girl, we saved you the most money. This is how much we're saving. It's like your best friend that like knows all the saving tips, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it is very simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. And you can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash love. Love. That's joinhoney.com slash love. Love. Okay, we're back. Thank you guys so much for supporting our sponsors in the show. Because if, if you don't, we're going to be on food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just understand clearly. Y'all, the government didn't say, hey, y'all off stamps. Y'all said... We don't need this. Right. So, we, had, we had a very honest conversation. With so wait, wait, well, wait, Amanda, before you tell the, com the story about the conversation, I'm going to need you to answer these specific questions. Whose idea okay. was it to come off the state? What was the response from the other person? Who and this is going to go into one of y'all is a kite. And did y'all go one not, more time through the grocery store and get lamb chops? Are y'all both <laughs> kites? Are y'all both strings? How? What is y'all dynamic? So we are a really great team. I'll say that. We are a really great team. Um, I think that it was a consensus. It was. It was a consensus. I, I think we were on the same page. And so we had this really honest conversation with one another. And we're like, can we really make six figures next year? Do you really believe that is possible? And I said, I, I told Michael, I said, God is saying right now, I can do even more than that if you would just believe. Absolutely. We had that conversation. I had that conversation, just kind of spoke to that. And then we say, you know what? Forget it. We're going to go balls to the wall. We're going to go balls to, to the wall. We are. We're I heard the songwriter say to the window, <laughs> to the wall. Yeah, they both. To the sweat drop down my balls. Oh, all these females go. Oh, Skate, skate. I didn't know it was all these females call. I thought it was just all skate. <laughs> no, that's the next part. Y'all are the best podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, Amanda is. Let me tell you what I love about you guys in real life that I'm noticing, and I'm I'm really really enjoying this. That when you're talking, everything is a we conversation. Mm -hmm. When you're talking, I'm having a hard time. And I realize it's, I'm always like analyzing people. Mm -hmm. Like, let me put you and figure out who you are and how you work. Let me put you and figure out how you work. And I'm having a hard time doing this. The reason why is because the way you guys tell a story, it's not from perspective. It's from a we standpoint. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think they're frozen. I was like, they're really intent right now. 
the last thing I heard you saying was that, that you know there's a it's more of a we conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I was trying to say is that um, as you guys are telling the story, you can sense the um, the oneness, the team effort in your relationship that. Um, the, the the story and the way that you both tell it, whether Amanda's talking or Michael's telling it, it's very much of like a consensus standpoint and not a, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and a lot of people actually tell us that. Um, I think a huge part of this is, is we got married young. And so we kind of grew up together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like our entire adult lives were spent together. Um, so when we're coming into ourselves, we're coming into one another. And so sure. I feel like it's, creates this like synergy of oneness um and so and so yeah i think that's a huge part yeah um, well, how big. were you guys when you had your children's i was i was 23 whenever we had our son and then i was 25 i believe when we had our daughter because she's y'all want to be us y'all want to be us so bad really is that the same age literally 21 20 oh. we got married 23 when zay was born 25 when joe was born there wow. it is. There it is. And then and we done having kids. We have two. And yeah, we done it. having kids too. That's it. <laughs> They're done having parents. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> we did. Was y'all on the stamps before when y'all had kids? Was this when y'all were on stamps? We were on stamps in between kids. So we were so we had the first kid and then we were pregnant with the second one. And then I lost, well, I lost my job. Two weeks later, we found out we were pregnant. And then I was like, we gonna get on the stamps because at least we're gonna eat. And then, but, and then we had the second child. And then we had in October, cause Lily turns two on Thursday. And then it was December to where I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but have you ever felt like not in a comparison type of way, but in a comparison type of way, you look at other people and you're like, I should be further along. Like what type of ceiling am I hitting mentally or whatever? And we just realized that when we saw other people further along, they were willing to, to, to burn the ships. Like they were willing to, take away the safety net. Yeah. And if we lose, we lose. Right. If we go, like, I had to get to the point because I was a financial guy, right? right. So like the idea of being fiscally irresponsible or whatever, risky, risky was, yeah. mm. was a little like alarming, but I just yeah. had to get to the point to where I said, like, I want to win so bad and I don't want to go back to Bank of America as an employee ever again so are you kidding me michael Did you, really you work, work at, bank at bank of yeah yeah i got fired from <laughs> what is kevin worked at bank i worked america. at bank of america oh, wow. stop lying wow. that's, that's serious that's crazy that's, i got fired from key bank but i worked at bank of america is your name really <laughs> michael i know is your name michael are you sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was in those times where we became who we needed to be to sustain our future. You know, like that's when we said we have no other options. We have to go as hard as possible and we have to take the risk. Like, like you're not rewarded for playing it safe. Come on. And so we're and, and we still have that. Scare money don't make money. Right. Scare money don't make money. Right. We're just like, what do we have to lose? We don't have anything point like we're already on <laughs> so we're gonna go after it and we did and i feel uh it was the best decision ever. we ever made we how made long ago was that then two years ago 
Now, 2018 was the year that we were on food, food stamps for most of the year. And then 2019, we were off of it. We made six figures, our first six figures that year. Yeah. And yeah. then this year is going better. So yeah. this was just last year y'all was on them stamps and gave it up yeah. and gave no, your life to Christ. Years ago, two years ago. Two years, two years ago. ago. You know I don't be doing math. Child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Okay, I'm that was last year. He said 2018. We saw a tweet last night that said, I'm, I'm stuck thinking that the 90s were 10 years ago. It's, it's, <laughs> I still believe. But yeah. people from the 80s are, are 40. 40. Yeah. So first of all, some are, don't some come are 37, from, guys. Don't some are 37. Take first it easy. All, everybody <laughs> simmer down. People from the 80 <laughs> are 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I have a question. Oh, go ahead, Michael. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was going to just say that the, uh, the, I think that you, people would be so amazed when it comes to entrepreneurship, how much faster you go, first off, with coaching and mentorship, um, because we heavily invested in ourselves. Like, we, we were- We still heavily invested And we still yeah. heavily invest in ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. we spent money on- everything like i don't I, like we may not have even been as broke as we were if we didn't buy weren't buying courses and master and books and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff right you know? but it, it was worth it but it was so so worth it and so i would just say that if somebody's out there and they're like man i'm trying to figure out where to make the jump like for me i got to a point where i was like i would rather try and go bankrupt and just start over at 25 than to live safe forever. And, then, and you're then, wondering what if. What if? Like, yeah. what if for me is more scary than bankruptcy? And so I just decided to go what if, and it worked out. Literally, I told Melissa the same thing. I can live with full-on failure. This I know. <laughs> right. I cannot live with regret and what if. That will drive me insane. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's yeah. You got to go all in sometimes, man. In order to win, no limit hold'em Texas poker, no limit Texas hold'em no limit Texas hold'em poker. You got to. <laughs> we, we moved here. <laughs> when we moved here, we pushed all them chips in, and there was no really? guarantee, man. What? But you we were, but y'all were big time then, though. Like no, no we were not, Michael Pittman. Nope. We were little time. <laughs> we were no time. <laughs> There was no, there was no guarantee any of this could work. We could have fell flat on our faces. We had already rented our house out, yeah. so we couldn't go back there. Um, we couldn't move with our parents. It was like this better work, right? You know what I'm saying? So, and what did. did that like teach you, like in the this better work season? Because some people are scared at that point and they want to be safe, but like, what did it feel like? What you internally when you said to yourself, "This better work." What did it feel for you? Because I, I was on the, like, let's make it happen. You were more of the, like, you know, traditional jobby job. Yeah, so fear. There's a lot of fear. <laughs> so I'm definitely the string in this dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we listen, I'm looking for an emoji. I was literally going through emojis yesterday. Like, where is a good string emoji so we could represent? <laughs> uh, uh, 
for me, it was definitely very scary because again, that financial security and having a place to stay and having a roof over my kids' heads and clothes on their back, all of those you things know, are things like, you grew up with. Right. You know, those kind of amenities <laughs> are definitely things that are really, really important to me. And it was important that regardless of how uh faith looks that it's like a responsible faith move and sometimes those things can seem very opposing especially mm -hmm. the more entrenched you become in um at least for us the more you entrenched you become in the dynamic of being a string and a kite you start mm -hmm. to stand very firm and like, but we need to consider this. Well, you don't believe in me. And it becomes that conversation instead of a conversation of like, let's make sure that the decision we're making is both, you know, you're getting out of it what you need, but in addition, I'm getting out of it what I need. And those conversations are very hard to approach. So it was just very difficult for us until I was able to get a job but that took like six months man it took us me like six months the to get a job six months ever yeah no. once we first moved here Ooh. no that was definitely like girl i expected you to get a job much faster this is taking a lot longer yeah right. so melissa you're more of the practical one and absolutely the visionary absolutely do you feel like you have a little bit more visionary now or do you still are you still like i'm still practical uh, I'm definitely, I'm still practical. I think that there, I, I was actually talking to someone recently and I feel like that practicality of me always grounds creativity in something. And I think in some ways it is, it's a good thing. It helps me like follow process. So even just as an example, um, I'm starting to realize I had, I created a list of like must do's on a weekly basis. And I was finding that I would get it all done, but maybe one night I'm up until two o'clock in the morning trying to get it all done. Or it's Thursday and I'm trying to get it all done at the end of the week. And so I was like, okay, you need a schedule. So I wrote out all of my must do's. I organized them into daily tasks. And I was telling Kev yesterday that what it helps me do is end my day because as an entrepreneur that's very i'm actually going to do a post on this but it's very hard to tell when you should end your day because you have a mm -hmm. list of to-dos that are five thousand things long yeah. but right. if you break if you develop a plan of execution for those things then you don't feel the need to get it all done on tuesday so you're mm -hmm. up until three o'clock in the morning so i mm -hmm. broke them down into these are your weekly must do's organize them into daily tasks and when they're done regardless of what's still on the list you are done for the day and it allows me to cook dinner it allows me to watch tv it allows me to still enjoy my life because i'm not concentrated on all the gazillion things to do and so to me that's my nine to five kicking in it's the organization piece it's reminding myself that i have a a job description with things i have to get done and that's what i would do at work on tuesdays you're going to check this on wednesdays you're going to do this on thursdays you're going to do this and on fridays leave that free for just in case things didn't go the way you planned and that's what i've done and that's the like again the nine to five in me that has to ground this entrepreneurial creative world in something that's very practical so and on that note hold on we should take a break and hear from the very last pieces of sponsors for this episode right now is your penis soft and you need it to be hard to throw it into some wop well blue chew's got the thing for you you can't go into that wop on soft you need to go in hard rock hard mas fuerte strong peen in a smooth vagine 
And blue cheese. <laughs> Blue Chew is going to make sure your penis is ready for action. Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Listen, guys, you want to be honest? Sometimes my penis, he just ain't having the best day. This is such a TMI. Uh, He's like, hey, man, I'm a gummy worm, but I need to be a Chico stick. And I take a blue chew, and he's like, ah, I am hard, I am hard, I want coochie. And then the coochie's like, oh, yes, this is the penis I recognize. Not a little baby soft peen, a strong masculine peen. And that's blue chew. Blue chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at a pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the United States of America. Go USA. You know what USA is? Red, white, and blue chew. And <laughs> since blue chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. No awkwardness, and you don't have to leave the house. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free. Free. When you use our promo code LOVE. Love. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOVE. Love. To try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and sponsoring our erections. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you support our show and you support our penises. So please be sure to use the promo code LOVE Love. at BlueChew.com. Get the cum you deserve. And we're back. <laughs> Go ahead, ask your question, Michael. So <clears throat> I have a question for you, Melissa. Like, for you, hey, who- we're supposed to be interviewing y'all, but oh, ask your question. Sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just sorry. playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Go ahead. So, because you were talking about entrepreneurship and breaking things from goals into tasks into daily mm-hmm. deals. So, how did you, for somebody who was so entrepreneur, um, uh, so employee minded and process oriented and nine to five oriented? Like what shifts had to happen internally with you to progress from always being the one doing things like an employee to now like delegating and trusting a team? And, you know, like what did that look like going based off of who you are as a person? Hi, Michael. I never said I delegate. (laughs) Hi, Michael. I never said I I trusted a team of people. (laughs) I was like Michael, you believe in her, man. That is, that is so. I, I I just I just see that you you guys got people up there now filming you and shooting yeah, you, and Melissa's so on. Well. Uh, she's on Instagram saying this person styled me. This person. No, did this. okay. So this is what happened with that. This is what happened with that in real life. So um, I wasn't going to hire a stylist, and anyone in in the <laughs> comments right now that's part of the book hub knows this. I was not going to hire a stylist. The reason why is because I've had very bad experiences with stylists. So I was like, I'm gonna just do it myself. Like I know what I like. Uh, every t- even my makeup, I was like, you can hire a makeup artist, but every time, sometimes it's hit or miss, or they leave, and you'd be like, let me add this and let me do right, this because I like it like this instead. Right. So I was like, so what I'm gonna do is. Uh-huh. I'm going to style myself and I'm going to do my own makeup. 
And uh-huh. so I was meeting with the girl who was doing the um, set design, which low key, I was like, I don't even need a set designer. Like, this is so dumb. Cause again, I'd be thinking I could do all the things. So I hired uh-huh. her and she was like, Melissa, you really should consider hiring a stylist. And I was like, like in real life, I'm really hesitant. These are the reasons why we just discussed. So I met with the stylist. I stalked her Instagram. I stalked her portfolio. We had like a 45 minute conversation. And at the end I was like, this is, she styled me to perfection. I just felt like she got me. That's a very rare. Well, them other stylists, Melissa was like, that's a very rare occurrence. (laughs) Like in real life, I was like, you guys, should I do this? All the girls in the book club was like, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. You're going to find it's going to be more relaxing. You're not going to be stressed, whatever. So I did it. I love this girl. I'm going to continue to use her as often as possible. With that said, that does not happen often for me. I, there is someone that helps me edit the videos for the vlogs, but I end up re-editing what she sends me. Um, she doesn't edit every single vlog. She could. She could give the. She could give the editor notes, but she's like, "I'll just take it from I here." I still do. And that. also, you won't even have a chance with this one. Uh, even the other day for the bald and the beautiful, I'm Joshua sends like a pre-cut, and I'm like, Joshua, you don't have to do that. You could just send it to me. I will edit it. It's really no big deal. Like I still feel the need to like touch things and be Uh, and be part of it is because I feel like I am still so new ish to the world of entrepreneurship that I like like part of it is just learning I don't Mm. want to feel I was actually just talking to Brennan about this um yesterday Brennan helps us do a lot of production stuff but y'all ain't got no people though y'all ain't got no people but we do but we don't I I mean we do have a team you know we have it you said trusting a team yeah (laughs) you just have them yeah Trusting them is a whole is a whole different thing. But I was telling Brennan because he was like, Melissa, I just want you to be able to come in and think of yourself as talent. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to consider myself just talent. Like, I want you to teach me what you're doing because it educates me the next time around. So if someone's missing or someone's gone, I'm not just sitting. For example, we were sitting here earlier and I'm like, I need light here. Okay, well, now I know these lights can move and you can light me from underneath here. So if I'm ever somewhere and I'm like, hey, so listen, like I have this hat on, it's casting a shadow. You think maybe you can take that light and like under light me i now know a term yeah. uh-huh. wait are you okay. like five girl i'm gonna tell you because i wrote it down because i'll be forgetting i want to get them on the what show she be talking about but she don't be knowing what she know me she be talking about i be saying the things i just don't be knowing i be saying the things yeah uh, like, right. down some light from underneath but you be getting it like i'm dark here do not bake that okay i, <laughs> yeah. I just want to say something real quick i'm a six five one Oh, Oh, I don't know what that means anymore, though. I'm a Taurus. You're really security, you're security oriented and loyal, uh, but you're also like really into the details. You like to study and investigate and all of that. It's called the investigator. Well, six six is the loyalist and five five is the investigator. Yeah, that's me. This is totally random, but this is one of the funniest comments I've ever seen. Our Patreon is watching this live, and I know this is completely off topic. Please don't be upset. I'm not. <laughs> Alicia is watching this live on Patreon. She said, this Beyond Meat burger I'm eating right now owes me nothing. <laughs> and I thought about it. When food is so good, you have to type it. Let me tell y'all what. This burger owes me nothing. <laughs> I, I have been there. We've all been there. With, man. This is amazing. Yeah. It owes me <laughs> nothing. Um. <laughs> I want to say something to you guys uh, real quick, or, or I want to ask something to you or sure. from you, of you. So you made the decision in your mind. We are going off the stance. We're going into the deep end. We're going to make that 
uh, push to to this part of our life. Did you guys get to a point where you were like, oh, my God, this is actually working? And if so, was it a like a moment where you realized it or you realized that it had happened in the past? Okay, that's a great question. So we got off of food stamps in January. It was December. It was like right before the new year. Right before the new year. Yeah. Um, But we did go... Like there was like seventy dollars left on the card, and it was just like, Spend all right, it all. might as well. Spend we might as well. We gonna be all God. Just let me get this one more full on ham. Listen, like, we, any we, that's what you have to do. You don't spend sixty nine ninety five. You you spend seventy oh five just to make sure every dime is gone. It's so we didn't renew, but I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, who, who am I? <laughs> I'm not crazy. What am I, a monster? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was, so that was in January. And that's kind of why I feel like we really, you know, got off. But one of the things that we did was uh, what, what Amanda will say, like our income doubled from January to February. Then mm-hmm. it doubled again from February to March. And then from in March, April, we made the most that we had ever had beyond March. Um, and from there, it's just been like, yeah, like smooth sailing. But some people may be thinking to, to themselves, okay, but like, what did you actually do to double your income? Yeah. So what we did was we were full-time parents watching our child all of 2018 while Amanda was pregnant. So we were doing the full-time parenting thing, full-time entrepreneurship thing. We felt like we didn't have enough money to do childcare. So we're just going to do childcare ourselves and then try to work. Take turns and- And and what we realized Mm -hmm. was actually costing us money. Mm -hmm. And so we took, and so we decided to take some money that we didn't really feel like we had to buy ourselves time to hustle and work okay. in January. And then that proved out to in February, March, got to April to Kevin's question. We felt like, okay, we're at a point to where we're making this amount of money. I used to make this at the bank. Like we're at a point to where it doesn't, like it would be financially irresponsible for her to go back to a nine. Uh-huh. And that was like, first moment that that felt like wow that wow. feels good and yeah and can i tag on something sure and so just just to interject because this is a very important detail whenever we started hiring childcare, we started with one day a week yes. because that's what we could do and that one day a week was not a day to work it was that not one day a week not. was our date day oh, and wow. we said we don't have much but the, the little we do have if we're gonna go all out we're gonna invest in our marriage and so wow. we paid, that's good stuff, Amanda. Yeah. So we paid so that we could have childcare so that we can go on and us going on dates is what gave us the synergy to have to idea generate and, and, and have what it took and have even the mental capacity to make it the rest of the week. And that's so good. we started making more simply because we were on the same page yep. and we're business partners and we're having business meetings, right? Cause it, yep. tur- it turns into a business meeting, a totally. very romantic business meeting. Yes, it does. <laughs> and then, and then once we started making a little bit more then we're like, okay, we're going to add on another day. Then we're going to add on another day until it was full time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was it. Our marriage was the first place we invested. Yes. That's and, beautiful. That's, and that's 
very I'm really glad you mentioned that yeah. um, because that's super what it realize what you realize is that you don't have to maybe work as much I mean there's a term work smarter not harder but you have mm-hmm. to have the ability to think in order sure. to be smart that's a great point Amanda uh, <laughs> got to April and then we were making money things were going really really good but they were still kind of like up and down as entrepreneurship always is and what changed what shifted the dynamic was when we started landing corporate contracts mm. so we don't so we don't have a lot of direct to consumer direct to consumer like b to c business to consumer yeah. sales like we are like i work now we're a marketing agency for other companies that don't have marketing so then it but it did was it gave the ability of monthly revenue that was predictable and recurring yes but at a large enough amount amount and at a great enough freedom because they're paying the business not us right to where now it feels like whoa like this feels like something that we could scale and sustain with the right team and the right people because it's not just let me run this program or do this influencer campaign or it's like these are kind of set SOPs, standard operating sure. procedures yep. that we mm-hmm. can walk through on a day-to-day basis that give us what we want out of life and allow for us to expand and grow. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I were talking to Michael back in 2018, I would say, you know, love on the Instagram audience, love on the Facebook audience, like continue to provide value on social, but don't underestimate the value that your skill set would be able to provide to a company in the form, not as an employee, but in the form of a, a, a service that you provide right. to them. Right, a business to a business. Yeah. Business to business and government too, mm-hmm. eventually. So. so you recently, we were talking earlier about when you did the Love Hour uh, conference, you were financed, but you've pivoted since then. So that's what you're doing now in terms of uh, marketing, for both consumers and for like corporate businesses because listen if y'all don't follow michael on instagram first of all you should but also be prepared that if you're trying to go into the entrepreneurial space there's like a couple people that i follow on instagram and michael's definitely one of them that you either are reading their page because you're ready to be read or you're quickly (laughs) scrolling because you're just not in a mental capacity and mental space to like Have your edges snatched that day. I don't need this. I don't have the energy. I'll come back to this pose when I'm like in a better space. (laughs) Bookmark it. So here are the verticals of our business. Okay. We have one vertical of our business to where we are, we do marketing and media for companies. So if a company is uh, like one of our, uh, one of our companies is not Home Depot, but they are like a subsidiary of Home Depot. They're a foreign company and it's, Okay, email campaign, social media, blog writing, video creation, video Con- creation, content, for them. content creation, okay. all of that. Mm-hmm. And we have another company that's a nonprofit where we do like SEO and Facebook ads eventually and different things like that. That's one vertical. Okay. Then for my online financial school curriculum, I actually licensed that out to colleges and universities. So oh. one, of, yeah. So one of so in 
the the there are many first generation college students, minority, low income college students that are in a particular government program called Trio, and that government program mandates that as that they provide support for students on campus, but it mandates that there is a financial literacy curriculum for those students. So mm. they have to find a provider for that. So I have um, like financial literacy curriculum that I've licensed to University of Florida, Florida A&M, Santa Fe College, Eastern Florida State. Um, I'm, I've been working in Florida, obviously, for those. So that's another vertical of the business that of like licensing business to business, business to government, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but I could, I still take that same curriculum and I open it up to the, you know, love our people whenever we hop on here Got for it. a certain amount of time and then it's hard to find. So uh, that's the other vertical of our business. So it's two completely separate businesses under yeah. one company. And Got it. I'll add one thing because it's, I think it'd be bad for, for people to just take away the things that we teach now and the things that we provide for businesses now are the things that we learned in the trenches. Mm. They're the things that we learned, you know, like we learned how to become really great marketers when we we're investing in ourselves in 2018. And it's mm -hmm. paying off now because now we run marketing for companies and they pay us well for that, you yeah. know? And so yeah. it's like, it's the things that you learn then that they're, that are going to pay off in the future. And so like, don't, discount any of it it's Absolutely. all part of your story it's um, all going to be used amanda's over here adding titles and transitions and effects and final cut pro <laughs> and it's like wow that a lot more money than when you were doing that on youtube for youtube <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, so, right, right, right right so it's uh it's it's fun it's right. a it's a blast anything else this was great yeah i there's a, a lot going a lot. on here um <laughs> I wanted to end off on, oh, this would be really great. What pieces of advice do you have to any couples out there that are maybe they're newly married, um, similar to your story, our story, and they feel like they are in the trenches trying to figure it out? Maybe either uh, you probably need to get fired. You may have just been laid off, furloughed, whatever, because 2020 has dictated these are the type of things dictated, that people are man. experiencing more and more. What advice would you give them knowing your story and where you are today? So what I would say is the the first thing I would look for is the first thing I would do is just encourage them and let them know that we talked about going through the trenches. Y'all talked about going through the trenches. So many entrepreneurs that I know that are successful talk about going through the trenches. And it's simply just, I feel like paying your dues in a way. And that mm -hmm. if you just stick with it and, and, and don't is. and don't give up like and i yeah. sounds so cliche i almost didn't say it because it sounds so cliche but it's like quitting like if you're if they're an entrepreneur quitter doesn't make quitting doesn't make anything go faster and it doesn't make anything easier so you need to just just understand that you're not in the position that you're in because you're incompetent or that you're not good enough or anything like that some things just take time, even if you're doing the right things. Like Warren Buffett has a funny financial quote that says you can't um, get nine women pregnant at one time and get a baby in one month. Like some things just take time. So <laughs> some things just take time and to be patient with yourself. That's what I would say. What would you say? 
I would say have faith, have faith and have confidence that you're going to see it through. If you, if you're double-minded, uh, it's, it's not going to work. You have to have to have that faith. Like God is on my side and, you know, commit everything to him. He's going to establish it. Um, and if I seek him first, um, then everything else. And, and, and I think that when you have that foundation, you can always say, it doesn't matter if if anything and everything was taken away from me, I would still lose nothing because I still have everything. Um, and when you have that mentality of I have nothing to lose, it gives you greater capacity for faith. And it's not faith if you have the blueprint. It's not faith mm-hmm. if you see everything in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a substance of things, evidence of things that are not seen. And so mm-hmm. you just have to faith. You have to have the faith and the confidence that you will see it um, mm-hmm. and speak that over yourself and truly believe that. I, I know that. Um, I had to go through just a lot of personal mm-hmm. development to, to become the type of person to say like, I, I am the type of person who will deserve whatever comes because mm-hmm. I've worked. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have this sheepish, sheepish mentality of, Oh, I don't really deserve anything or Imposter. I'm not you know, imposter syndrome. And yeah. you have to say, no, I've worked for this and I have mm-hmm. a God on my side and I'm a child of God. And he is, he's going to see this through. And, um, and I think that having that mentality, that confidence in that faith, um, I really believe that that's what you're going to need in order to get to the other side and to sustain you. I will also say too, there is a, um, be, there's a, a phrase called be, do, have. Mm-hmm. So some people think, for instance, that if I just had a million dollars, then there would be, then I, I would have no other worries in the world. But there are people who make money in the NBA and NFL and in Hollywood, and they make millions of dollars and go broke. Not Absolutely. because they didn't have, but because they, they weren't who they needed to be. Yep. And so yep. become focus on becoming who you need to be in this season. Then when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And then once you do the right things after becoming a person, not only will you have what you're looking for, but you'll also be able to sustain it and enjoy it. and enjoy it and because some things that look like blessings are actually just curses with a ticking time bomb like if you're mm. not the type of person that you need to be then develop into that have coaches have mentors have groups have a, 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 a people around you that that think big that aren't limited by you know the thinking that christians shouldn't be able to make money or mm-hmm. crazy things like that like your your network is your will will determine your net worth and you and that is going to play a big part in who you become that was good it was great anything else you would like to add please make sure that you give the um like get your final thoughts and then give people your um instagram and if you're still on youtube you can give that information out as well Sure. So um, my final thoughts about thing that we said are just letting people know if they want to be in the game of entrepreneurship, that you can do it. No, people are, people have this idea that what they see, people see what other people are exuding on the outside and they're comparing what they see that to what they feel on the inside. Mm. And thus you and you're internal to other people's external and you think that because they are exuding that external they're not dealing with the same internal so so you don't feel like you're fit to do what they're doing right or fit whatever god's called you to do and i just want to let you know that everybody you know has times in which they feel insecure unsure and it, it doesn't affect 
you know, and, and if they don't allow that to affect the action they take moving forward and becoming a need to be, uh, that's what makes them successful, not some internal feeling of security and competency. So mm-hmm. I would just say that and that I'm super grateful to be here. You can find me on Instagram at Michael J. Pittman. Um, you can go to here. Let me give you your love our people this as well, since you asked at the beginning. Go to the online financial school.com. Okay. And then if you if you go and you um just I'll send me an email on when y'all decide to open the podcast up and I'll open up the 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 school for your okay. audience for free for 30 days like how I did and okay. I'll do that. Um but that's where you can find me on Instagram at Michael J. Pittman or at the online financial school.com. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll just say, it's been a joy to be here. You guys are a joy. You're a, brush, a breath of fresh air and it's Thank just wonderful you. to see you guys. And, yeah, it's wonderful. I, I absolutely love it. And you can find me on Instagram at Amanda A. Pittman. Um, and you can find me on all socials there. And um, you can find uh, my brand and ministry, Confident Woman Co. at Confident Woman Co. on Instagram as well. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank so you guys so much, much for taking the time to be with us, man. It was great. You guys were a joy. I love you. Thank you guys so you much guys. for um, joining us today. As Kevin said, you guys are definitely fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And I actually learned quite a bit about you guys as well. And so that was great as well. Thank you guys so much to our audience. Please make sure that you follow Michael at Michael J. Pittman, Amanda at Amanda A. Pittman on Instagram and the financial school. Online. The, online. Online, financial the school. online financial school will be available at the time of this episode. So please make sure that you check that out for any additional um, financial resources and entrepreneurship resources go to michael's page and for um woman confident empowerment you can follow amanda personally or also um the confident woman code dot on instagram no dot just woman confident (laughs) (laughs) Confident okay that's all Bye. bye